This is High Off Life. I'm Alan Ralston. Cue theme music. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. Who have we got in the studio with us today? Uh, today we have Sean Tavenier. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> oh, you nailed it. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. So I know Sean because I met him at the Black Irish via Greg Kelly's uh, Tunes Afternoon, right? That's right. Now this guy's voice, oh, I was, so when I, I first started going to these Tunes Afternoon, I didn't know what I was going to be hearing and I was always, you know, kind of like pleasantly surprised, but this pe- man in particular, oh my goodness. He's got a voice like he doesn't need a microphone kind of voice. It, it is amazing. I've listened to a couple of his songs just in preparation for this, and I was I was thoroughly impressed. Now, what are you going to say, Sean? <laughs> uh, well, I'm sitting in here, and my tires are thoroughly pumped. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Blushing here, I feel like a dog in a sweater. I I recall we did a pre-interview, and the, and there was a question I didn't ask you, but I know that you about age 13 that's when you wanted a guitar mm-hmm. and you said uh, you went halves with your father to, to buy the guitar yeah he helped me out but i didn't ask you at that time how you earned the money to go halves a 13 14 14 i was out of the paper route business at that point i don't know i don't remember honestly i don't i, I had a job at a place called tunnels of fun like one of those indoor gyms, you know, like a gym jam kind of thing that yeah, has yeah. like a little bouncy castles and ballrooms and stuff. I'm not sure if I was working there at the time. I don't know. I probably cobbled it together by some scheme or another. Yeah, any jobs. which way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It wasn't, I don't imagine it would have been a super expensive guitar. What? It was I, a Canadian made uh, art and luthery, so it was probably about 400 bucks. Well, that's, that's expensive, especially back then. That's a good hurdle for a 14-year-old... Uh, you know, guy's growing his hair, trying to. <laughs> <laughs> that was step one, though. Grow hair, then get guitar. Oh, is that how that went? I think so. I don't know. I had a, maybe a, a sort of a, a, a backwards agenda, maybe. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I just before uh, we got on air together, uh, we were talking about uh, a new song. It's a new mm-hmm. release you have. And I did find it on the Internet. And uh, go ahead and tell us about this song before you play it. Well. I wrote this song. It's uh, called The Shaman. A shaman is a a mystical figure who is said to be able to channel the spirit world. And uh, the inspiration for the tune came from two places. I had written this first verse as a poem about one early one morning. I was standing on my front porch and uh, the sun was coming up. Um... Uh, I was, as I often do, seeing the other side of the day. I uh, I was wondering on my way in here if I was ever going to come and do an interview and not be extremely tired. Because I'm a, I'm a night hawk. Uh, and all the really good shows, or the shows that feature a lot of live music, are in the morning. You know, Thursday morning special blend. I've been on Pat Moore's show on Saturday an awful lot. I've come in to see Trish on Tuesdays, you know. So, like, uh, here we are again at... Uh, at the uh, this is my witching hour i guess so i was standing on my front porch and there were these these ravens on a telephone line uh, just across the street and they were screaming into the into the west 
uh, and the sun was rising behind them in the east. So I wrote this little poem. And then shortly after that, well, we got the news that Gord Downey was sick. And uh, the tragically hit, specifically Gord Downey, was a huge um, influence on me. And so I, I, I started thinking about this mystical figure and uh, the whole idea of a shaman and Gord Downey, and then the rest of the song kind of materialized. And I had uh, a couple of verses about him, and I paired it with the verse that I had about the ravens because it felt very appropriate. And then the whole middle section, which is my favorite part, came to me while I was on a bike ride with my brother uh, shortly after Gord Downey had passed away. And then the last verse I wrote after their final show in Kingston. So it's kind of a at once a song about uh, the Canadian landscape, but I also started to really think about um, the process of songwriting and the whole concept of a muse. And all of that's in there. It's kind of a mix. But it ends up being just, I guess, just a, a thought on Canada and music and songwriting. And then at the end, it's a tip of the hat to one of my all-time favorite performers. I think one of our, as Canadians, all-time greatest performers. All right. Well, then let's listen to that now. Turn the back. 
Wow. It's so good. So when you were recording, we were watching this, uh, the music video version in the booth here. And uh, when you were recording, there was a power failure. Do you want to tell us about that? Oh, yeah. Um, I've been very lucky. Uh, I have a place that I can go to uh, for little writing sabbaticals. My family has a, a ski chalet just in uh, Calabogie. And it's this beautiful little place um, where I've managed to do an awful lot of writing. And it's so quiet and uh, it's so comfortable. And it turns out I discovered a while back with my other band, Silver Creek, um, that it is also a great sounding room for recording. So I've recorded quite a bit up there. We did uh, vocals for Silver Creek Records and we did the a whole record up there. And then... I decided that I wanted to try and do this next batch of tunes that I have live off the floor. So I put together this band specifically for Blues Fest last year, and it went so well that I thought, uh, I, I need to record with these guys. And uh, so we got a little mobile recording rig, and uh, Eric Eggleston from Johnny Hall Productions came up with us. And we had it all set uh, sort of at the beginning of February to go up and do as many songs as we could live off the floor and film videos while we were doing it. And the goal was to do no overdubs and no edits. And we managed to achieve that in that last song that like what you just heard is exactly what we did live off the floor. No wow. edits, no overdubs, no cuts, nothing. Um, and our plan was to record for, you know, kind of at a leisurely pace for an entire day. And uh, I woke up in the morning and the power was off and the place was freezing cold <laughs> And uh, there had been a bit of an ice storm. And so I called Hydro and they said, oh, don't worry, it'll be back up in a couple hours. And then two hours passed and it wasn't back up. And then we didn't end up uh, getting to, to even roll tape until about 7 o'clock wow. that night. And then it, the, we just kind of hit a, a stride uh, and and magic happened, you know, and we got all kinds of great stuff. So within, I'm going to start releasing songs slowly uh, one song at a time and then we'll probably go back up in the fall and record another five songs and then hopefully uh, release a record it's going to be called the Bonnie Dune Sessions because that's the name of the cottage it's called Bonnie Dune which is which is kind of very nice It's it's got a kind of a what, there's a word for that uh a theme but not a theme it's like you know an album that has a name like that people go oh why is it called that well there's a good story behind it there's always going to be a good story behind oh yeah you know so that 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 uh, place in particular is uh you don't even think like think of places that have like a a, like a wellspring for creativity uh uh, and this place is is one of them you know you go to like little certain spots like i don't want to make it sound too grandiose but like you go to Memphis and there's a feeling there, right? You go to Nashville and there's a feeling there. There's certain places I think in you know that where creativity uh, just kind of flows up from the ground, and uh, I just happen to be lucky enough to be able to go to one of them whenever I want. <laughs> well, my wife has a theory about that. We went to uh, to Sedona and we visited all the vortexes, and the vortexes are supposed to be these energy centers. So maybe that's what's at Bonnie Dune. There's a vortex of creativity. Yeah, I hope so. One of the things uh, we chatted about was uh, whether or not one can earn a living making music, you know, performing, you know, doing your passion. And you said, yeah, you can, but it's not through albums anymore. 
No. Uh, well, it's not it's certainly not through selling music. Uh, well, it could be. If it is, then I don't know how to do it. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I really don't think that uh, that you can make money through streaming. I, I have yet to see any evidence of it through my own work or through any of my friends. Maybe if you're Beyonce or uh, U2, you can make some money. But I, I, I honestly believe, and not to sound too cynical, that, that, that they've set the whole thing up just it's just uh feels like robbery to me so i mean you have to be scrappy you got to play shows you have to uh you, i mean i i work for the blues fest <clears throat> excuse me through um a lot of their community initiatives you know they find ways to be employed as a musician and uh, i play a lot of uh, pub shows i played two shows yesterday i played a private function and then i played at the highlander pub on rito so there's there are ways um you know you just need to be uh creative and some ways you have to make some concessions and if you don't want to do that then you find other ways you know that's uh diligent you got to be diligent yes yeah. and you got to want to do it you know it's very easy uh i think a lot of people you know with any with any occupation or with any passion project it's easy to just throw in the towel and do something else but if you really want to do it you'll find a way I was speaking, uh, I believe it was Howie Hooper, <coughs> who I believe you know. You know Howie, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was asking him a question about performers, new performers, and, and some of them being uh, fixated on, oh, I, I want to do the gig, but only if I'm going to be paid. Well, I've met other performers who are like, I just want to perform. I just want to go where there's a crowd that will appreciate what I'm doing. And Howie's comment to me was, well, the person who just wants to perform and, and isn't worrying about the pay is probably going to stick with it and they're going to earn pay in the end in the long run because their passion is going to have them practice and develop and they're going to they're going to seek out you know uh inspiration from others by going to different venues and just being there to absorb and learn and i'm going to guess that you're going to agree with that uh i'd say that's um delightfully optimistic i like to think that that's that's the way that it would work but uh i think you need a bit of both you know, I think you you need to get you need to get paid uh, sometimes, and I think you're going to keep doing it regardless. Uh, and and I think I, I like to think that it that it does pay off for the people who who dedicate themselves the most to it. I I, I like to think that that's right. Well, the the thing that I notice when, when I met you is the amount of time you've practiced. It 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 shows your presence on the on the stage as you perform it really it's there and i i know that i i mentioned to alex about what well, she was there when i mentioned earlier your voice now go ahead alex find out how he got this voice find out how he got yes. to the voice that he has well i think that we're going to have to ask him uh well how um i had a uh, quite a few quite a few really great teachers i have a bit of a background in musical theater not much but i did that through high school um and then just uh i guess emulating a lot of a lot of my idols um one of my favorite singers of all time is chris robertson from the black crows van morrison george jones uh roy orbison lyle lovett you know all these powerhouse vocalists who do uh my favorite vocalists are the ones who are who are fearless i don't feel like i'm a fearless vocalist like not in the same way there's a recklessness to van morrison you know uh roy orbison 
he always starts somewhere comfortable and then he just ends up in the stratosphere somewhere there are a couple of songs that i'm i'm trying to exercise that uh on this next project and there are a few in the past but i listen to these these people and i think oh man how how do you how can you be so so fearless so uh um and prolific at the same time well, with both uh, theater and with music, any type of performance, really, there are always certain things that get the nerves going. I know I've been a big part of theater myself, but are there there are big differences between those two performances? And is there something big that you notice between performing on a stage or performing, well, performing on a stage as part of a theater or performing music? I miss theater because it's uh, because it's exhilarating. Um, there's a fluidity to uh, performing. Uh, it's been such a long time since I've done any theater. I, I, I did a lot of Shakespeare in high school, and I did a little bit when I was here at Carleton University um, because there's a script, and you're interpreting somebody else's work. And, and there's a re- you have a responsibility to that work, and that's exhilarating. You have to get as close to somebody else's work as possible. Whereas when it's your own thing, you, uh, you, you have an audience that you need to take care of. But when it comes to your own work, you can really only let yourself down. And then you can go home and ruminate on that. <laughs> Whereas in theater, it's, I don't know, musical theater was just so exhilarating. You have all these moving parts around you and other people who are singing and you're part of an ensemble. And I spent some time in, in, you know, in the chorus line before you, you, know, you have a distinct role or you take a solo. And then when you get to that point, it's just like, oh, my God, you have a solo. Then you really have to, you know, make sure all the screws are tight on your performance. Whereas, you know, if I'm out performing my own song and I screw it up, most of the time, unless it's terrible train wreck, uh, <laughs> I'm the only one who's going to know that. You know, whereas if you're singing a something by Stephen Sondheim and you make a mistake, you know, there are people out there who know the work are going to be like, ooh, that wasn't supposed to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, um, so it's just a it's kind of there's a bit of a chameleon aspect, I think, to being an artist where you, you know, uh, some artists are a singularity, you know, like uh, I'm not sure if you guys know Julie Corrigan, but she's an Ottawa singer songwriter. She's got a voice that's just entirely her own, you know, and then there are other artists who um, are incorporating bits and pieces of things that they've picked up along the way and you can kind of like I think if you really pay attention to one of my performances people will say oh this the little bit of uh, George Jones or Merle Haggard in there or here's the Rolling Stones or here's you know because I, I, anyway I, maybe that's just the way so I, you put uh, on a little bit of a character even yeah. as a musician wear some different hats yeah yeah for sure You are listening to CKCU 93.1 FM in Ottawa. So do you have one you can play for us right now? I can't hear you right now, Alan. Oh, do you oh. have a song you could play for us right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, maybe I'll do um, one. I'm going to do mostly s- tunes that are uh, off of off of the uh, the what are going what is going to be the upcoming album. I don't want to, you know, like. I don't. I can't even muse on when it'll be released. 
I don't know. It's just I like the idea of sort of working on stuff. But can you hear the guitar? Okay? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. This uh, this is a song called Trouble Me. It's got a bit of a Motown vibe to it, I guess. Trouble me You trouble me I see your face in the clouds I hear your voice on the breeze I keep on searching through the lonely night But when you're gone I can't find the light all the stars in the sky, they don't shine as bright as you do. All the stars in the sky, they don't shine as bright as you do. Trouble me, yeah, you trouble me. I can feel you in my bones and inside every single prayer that I breathe. Now the doctor, he can't find what's wrong. All my friends say I should just move on. But there ain't nothing in the world that can make me feel like you do, baby. There ain't nothing in the world all that can make me feel like you do. All the things that we've been through will one day bring me back to you. I know you miss me. Do you still want me? And tell me, baby, do I trouble you the way that you trouble me? Yeah, you trouble me. You know all the things to say, all the things to do to make a man beg and plead. I could just hold you in my arms again. I'd hang on tight until the very end. But there ain't nothing in the world that can make me feel like you do. So I sing it again. There ain't nothing in the world oh, can make me feel like you do. No, 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 no. All the stars in the sky, they don't shine as bright as you do. That was really, really lovely. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. 
So you mentioned before when you gave us a little bit of backstory on your song The Shaman about how it started as a poem and you even write in your little description on Twitter that you are a poet. So do you pursue poetry outside of music or has it always been connected for you? Um, I don't pursue poetry in the way that uh, I have some friends who are poets and they dedicate themselves wholeheartedly to spoken word and slam poetry and per- the performance aspect of poetry. And that, uh, that's something I've done very, very, very little of. So my, a- my writing as a poet is... Um, uh, just kind of a, an exercise. I like rhyme. I really like uh, the satisfaction of getting to the end of a line, and uh, and having it rhyme without for you know like sometimes it feels very cliche to write in rhyme, and I, I feel like I, I I like doing it as a songwriting exercise. Um, and poetry is something that uh, I love to read and I love to practice, but up until very recently, I felt like none of my poems really worked very well as songs and i didn't think that my lyrics um read very well as poetry you know what i mean um and then i guess like somewhere in the last four or five years i feel like they've started to converge a little bit which is uh those two worlds are colliding a little bit more you know like uh the shaman is an example of it and a couple other tunes that i've been working on for sure so um, it also says, because I was, I was doing a little digging on you before this on Twitter, it says you're a singer, poet, entertainer, and enthusiast. Does enthusiast just mean music enthusiast? Or are there, what other things are you enthusiastic about? I'm enthusiastic about uh, people. I, lo- I really love uh, the complexity of, of, an, of an audience. I'm, I'm lucky. I perform you know, in some capacity or another, like, you know, roughly six times a week. And I meet tons of people. And uh, I'm in a lot of bars. And you see, like, all, like, a hundred sad little dramas unfold or or happy ones. You know, like, see people meet. You know, we had uh, just played a wedding, me and my guitar player, uh, Nick Goche, one of my best buddies. And um, I do actually most of, I play mostly with him. Uh, a lot of duo work around the city and we just played a wedding and we the wedding that we played was in Grimsby Ontario and they brought us out there because um, they saw one of our shows and it was one of their best nights out and they just wanted to have us as a part of their big day you know so we see a lot of stuff like that uh, I like kind of like as a songwriter looking at the world like even just driving over here you know this morning the 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 mist and the clouds from last night are burning off. The sun's coming up. The whole world smells great. Everything's soaking wet, you know. And it's just like, how can you not? Uh, how can that not affect you? You know what I mean? And then the songwriters aren't special. Everyone feels that. But I like the I. I was just. Put, it's funny you found my Twitter account. I almost never use it. Uh, but it says the same thing on my business card too. And I like the idea of like. The, like the open-endedness of just saying that you're an enthusiast, you know? Because people will say that they're a songwriter. People will say that they're a banker. People will say that they're an accountant, you know? And people say, like, uh, you're an enthusiast? Like, yeah, yeah, I am. 
I like that. Yeah. It makes makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, I think any artist can uh, relate to do that. Probably any person too, but an artist just has that outlet to also express it and make other people feel those things. Well, were you listening to Megan Jerome when she was in here earlier on? She was talking with Jeff and and Maria. Megan Megan Jerome is a perfect example of that. She's, uh, you know, she just she's got this great sense of humor and her music. She uh, they played one of her songs actually. I don't want to you know pump her tires too much or even if she's listening i just she's one of she's made one of my favorite ottawa records in a really really long time and that's like an example of an artist who's an enthusiast i think you know uh i think i'm an enthusiast but at at the moment i think i'm enthusiastic about the local artists that i've been meeting and listening to in fact i was just listening i played uh I played a few local artists on a, on a show called Chain Reaction on, well, I guess Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And some of the songs by the local people, when I listen to them over and over again, I hear more and more. I hear, like, the, the emotional content becomes more and more. It's like I'm peeling away an onion. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Uh, you know, I was talking with somebody about this just last night, about how, um, you know, amazing the Ottawa music scene is. Any night of the week you can go out and there's some little bit of magic happening somewhere, you know, and it's you don't have to talk about it when you're on CKCU because the people who are in here already know that, you know, it's kind of like like there's something somewhat embarrassing, I think, about preaching to the choir, you know, like you got to we need to other people need to know. Wouldn't it be something if like if if like one of some big you know, like a lumbering corporate radio station had a local listings you just like once a week, you know, come on, man. Like everybody else needs to know what we know, you know, and, and CKCU that's music lovers, it's community based. And every time I come in here that, you know, like there's another artist that I know who's like in the room right before me or right after me. And, 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 um, this station really goes, the distance in promoting Ottawa music. And, and, and the thing is, there's something to promote. There's so much happening all the time. West Fest just happened. Jazz Fest is about to happen. Blues Fest is going to happen after that. Chamber Fest. And it's all, you know, like, there's tons of local musicians that are playing at all these festivals. And when you're not seeing them on a festival stage, they're at Irene's. They're at Bar Robo. They're in the pubs. You know, there's so much to be seen. And, it's, and, it, and it just keeps getting better in this city. I have to play an ad. And then after the ad, we'd like you to play another song. Sure thing. <laughs> we have removed the ad for copyright reasons. Well, does that inspire you? No. <laughs> I love the Beer Fest. I worked for the Beer Fest for a number of years. The people who put it on are, are, are amazing. But that was a, a super irritating advertisement. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the you know, the truth is important. Yeah. It was just all these sounds and everything going on. and Yeah. It's a great time, though. It's, uh, I have some friends who are playing at the Beer Festival. They, uh, so they, so my, my wife, sitting to my left, you're right. Uh, she's she's fallen in love with your voice, so you need to sing again, please. Okay, sure. I'm gonna do a song um, for you that uh, is one of the quieter ones off of the uh, off of the album. I wrote this one in um in a uh, cottage in uh, on Prince Edward Island. 
It's a very uh, sort of isolated cottage. All the rest of the cottagers had gone home. It was the last week of August, and I started to sort of think a little bit on the topic of solitude. I was there alone, which I love. Some very good friends of mine had let me stay in the cottage. And there was a giant thunderstorm one night. So I wrote a love letter to an old friend. Hey, solitude. Hey, solitude. Hello, it's me. You know me well. I've come to spend some time with you again. Don't be shy. Come on in, I'll pour a glass or two for you again. When all your friends have let you down, and there's no one left around, you and I can drive a thousand miles alone, just to turn the key and turn around, then go back home. Hey, solitude Hey, solitude Where to now? I don't know Who's left to make plans for the lonely East or north West or south Or stay on the couch and turn up the TV Or maybe a cabin by the sea we might be lonesome, but we're free. We'll count every single star high up above. And we won't have time to go chasing love. They won't make fools out of you and me. Hey, solitude. Hey, solitude. It's getting late, but it ain't morning yet. We can light one more cheap American cigarette. It's raining hard, there's thunder all around. And I sure am glad to have you here tonight. Let's drink till the candles all burn out. Hey, solitude. Hey, solitude And someday soon She'll come along And without warning You will lose me But you'll just smile And shuffle on I didn't choose you And you didn't choose me And as you go I'll fade back in the crowd One more happy lovesick clown with my heart on my sleeve and my feet on the ground I'll soon forget my darker days gone by And all of our long blue wine-soaked nights When we wrote our poems and we got high 
You won't be there to see me down on my knees She'll turn me into the fool I swore I'd never be Love is the lock, but it's also the key Then when my lover's eyes, as they often do, turn away Hey, solitude Hey, solitude Hey, solitude Hey, solitude Sean Tavernier. Joe knows that we record these and they're available on demand. And Joe will go find that song because she knows that it made me cry and she will play that at home. That's <laughs> <laughs> what she likes to do. Well, it was seriously beautiful. Thank you very much, you guys. We're going to pump his tire some more. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Were, are you playing somewhere uh, public in the ne- next couple of nights? Uh, where am I playing this weekend? I'm... Uh, a special guest at the uh, Tex Mac show that's happening at Irene's tomorrow night. The Texas Music Appreciation Club is what it's called. And it's put on by uh, Curtis and Matt Chaffee from The Split, Ottawa Band The Split. And the whole idea of the thing is music from Texas only. So I'm going to sing a Buddy Holly song. And I'm probably going to do a Buck Owens tune. And... Uh, trying to think of what I'm going to do third. Either George Jones or uh, Chris Christofferson. Or maybe Roy Orbison. He's from Texas. Do you want to practice one of those right now? Uh, do I want to practice one? <laughs> do the Roy Orbison. You want me to do a Roy Orbison song for you? Okay. This one fits with the theme of the last tune, I guess. We'll go from solitude to loneliness, I suppose. Let's see, yeah. if, I can, see if I can do this one, A, sitting down, and B, this early in the morning. <laughs> Hmm, we may have to get you to come in on an evening. Oh, God, I'm a different person. Be kicking stuff over and... No, just kidding. (laughs) This is one of my favorite songs to sing. Might be doing it tomorrow. And then after that, uh, what do I have going on? I'm part of the Be In The Band program through the Blues Fest, so... I'll be playing a show with the, uh, the rest of the instructors on the last Sunday of the Blues Festival. And then other than that, you, know, you can catch me every Wednesday at the Highlander Pub ah. with my guitar player, Nick Goche. All right. My good friend and good buddy, Nick Goche. And then every second Sunday, I, I have a residency at the Heart and Crown in the Byward Market as well. All right. Let's hear that song. Dum, 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 be doo Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Only the lonely Know the way I feel tonight Only the lonely Know this feeling ain't right There goes my baby There goes my heart They're gone forever So far apart But only the lonely 
know why I cry Only the lonely Only the lonely Only the lonely Dum 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 be do Yeah 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 Oh Only the lonely Only the lonely Only the lonely Know the heartache I've been through Only the lonely Know I cry, cry for you Maybe tomorrow A new romance No more sorrow But that's the chance That you gotta take When you're lonely Heart breaks Only the lonely Only the lonely Only the lonely Only the lonely Dum 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 be doo Wow, that's not, not only is that great, but your timing <laughs> is impeccable. You're, I remember you mentioned that you feel that you're an entertainer. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Well, see, this is proof. Like, I didn't tell you when the time was winding up, but <laughs> like you did that really well, and I definitely agree. Based on my experience watching you at the uh, Black Irish and here, you definitely are a performer for sure. Yeah, without Thank a you. doubt. And I'm really glad we had you come in. Uh, maybe we can get you and your buddy to come in another time. That would be good. Yeah, it would be nice, actually. Bring, uh, bring, bring some of the guys along. And on that note, do you want to say goodbye, Alex? Because we have to go to news and such. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, just say want to say goodbye. Bye. All right. Thanks, Sean, for coming in. Thank you guys for having me. Have yeah. a great weekend. Like this episode and follow our SoundCloud page to be notified when the next episode is published. Follow us on Instagram. That's Instagram.com slash Life Off High. Like us on Facebook, High Off Life Podcast. Check us out on iTunes. We're there as well. And you can email us if you want to be a guest or if you want something in particular discussed at highofflifepodcast at gmail.com. And the theme music you heard is by Ben Kissner. And you can get a hold of him at, at Ben Kissner, which is B-E-N-K-I-S-S-N-E-R. Thank you all for joining us. We'll drop another one next week. Stay well, stay healthy. Cheers.